Hello and welcome to Who Corner to Corner podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm one of your hosts for the show and I'm joined as always by my good friend Paul. Yeah, that's me. I am the other host for the show. And this episode is uh, Meet the Whovians 3, part one. So these are episodes that we do every now and then where we talk about a range of Doctor Who topics with other fans that we've met uh, online, mostly on Twitter. Uh, So for this episode, we're going to be talking about how people discovered Doctor Who and what their favourite Big Finish stories are. So we're joined today uh, by Katie. Uh, who is at Space Rose, the Welsh Whovian, who is at Jamaz Evans123, and we're also joined by Ethan, whose username is at Ethan underscore LMP. So, Paul, are you ready to talk who with some Whovians? I'm always ready, Jeff. Let's go for it. Let's do this. Let's go. We're now joined on the podcast by Katie, um, who you might recognise from your your Twitter travels. And Katie, how are you this evening? I'm very well, thank you. How are you guys? Yes, we're pretty good. Yeah, we're yeah, we're, we're having a, a an evening of Hoovian uh, chat. So you know, you, you can't really yeah. go much much better than that, really. Um, so remind us for anyone who listening who doesn't know, what's your uh, handle on Twitter again? It is underscore space rose. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, so you can you can uh, do a quick search and and find Katie. So, um, let's kick off with a with a bit of a classic question. So, how did you discover Doctor Who? That's always a good starter, isn't it? Well done, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that one for ages. <laughs> My best friend used to be obsessed with it when we were both about eight or nine years old, um, and she forced me to sit down and watch it <gasps> as much as I didn't want to because I was such a wuss of. <laughs> monsters and aliens and i was really scared and i was like i can't do it i can't do it <laughs> it made me sit down and watch it and it was the girl in the fireplace um, oh yeah. wow so i remember being absolutely terrified of the clockwork robot yes by the end, yeah i completely got into it and i was like okay i love this let's watch the rest of the series <laughs> that's, that's a good one to start with isn't it i like that one because that's yeah. um yeah. That, i mean that's a lovely story it, well it's it's a love story as, as much as anything else isn't it yeah and and also it's quite a good uh, example of, of what the show can do going from, mm. you know, spaceship, back in time, you know, r- robots, monsters, you know, the horses there as well, you know, it's a bit bonkers, you know, there's <laughs> lots of great stuff in it. That's, that's actually a really good intro episode, I think, actually. I think it's the perfect episode for a child's first mm. episode. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What was your first And see, episode, I like Jeff? it that... Um, well, I'm old, Paul, like you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Go on. So yeah, I, I, I can remember Sylvester McCoy stuff. I could say Rose, but <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's not entirely true. <laughs> what, what was yours, Paul? Was it Unearthly Child? Cheeky, cheeky, very cheeky. Uh, no, my my first was uh, the first one. I I think I remember was was the Brain of Morbius. Yeah, oh one, yeah, you yeah. did you did tell me that. Yeah, that, didn't I? It was yeah. either that or the Arkin's face. But again, because it was just horrific. With a, with Sarah Jane Smith getting her sight back and stumbling around and brains flopping out of jars onto the floor, yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. So uh, I like that uh, you watched that episode, Katie, and, and uh, under sort of duress, and then yeah, um, <laughs> you were forced to watch hooked, it. Yeah, forced, <laughs> and and got hooked, and then wanted to watch more. And um, I remember f- f- well quite a while ago now 
I said to my wife, uh, the, the last Harry Potter film is coming out. You're, you're coming to see it with me because I haven't got anyone else to come and see it with me. Oh, I don't want to watch that. I'm not going to that. But I was like, well, tough. We've got two months to watch six films. And we watched the first one and uh, a bit of moaning, you know. And then it finished. She was like, yeah, she goes, um, I think we've probably got time to fit the next one in before we should go to bed. And and then we watched them all in like a week. And, you know, we've been to see the show in London and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, I quite like it when people, you know, oh, I don't want to watch this. And then they end up getting hooked on it. So, yeah, that's good. So you, I guess from then you did you go back and watch Eccleston stuff and, and then carry on with Tenant after that? I did, yeah. So I think that was the time when Series 2 had just been released on DVD. So mm. we was kind of watching it on DVD then at her house, and then I was hooked. And then I think I went through the rest of Series 2 without realising there was a whole other series before that to get into. Oh, <laughs> oh right. <Christ. laughs> so then I went back, <laughs> and I watched all of Series 1 as well. And then pretty much then, by the time Series 3 came out, I was ready yeah. to watch it live. Right. And, and then you, you yeah, watched it live since then, yeah. So yeah. when you discovered that, um, how much did you know about the show as a whole, you know, at, at that point? So when you discovered there's a series with another guy playing the Doctor and then, you know, you discover all the, the, the other Doctors before that, you know, what did you think? I remember being pretty mind-blown. Oh, really? Just, just kind of not knowing anything about the show before yeah. my friend forcing me to watch it. All I knew was that, David Tennant, this guy, plays the Doctor, and mm. that's it. I didn't realise how many more series there'd been before. I didn't realise how popular it was, how loved it was by yeah. people. So it was a big surprise, but I was thrilled. So I was like, wow, I've got so much <laughs> to catch up on. <laughs> so much content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's a good bonus, isn't it? Still haven't caught up. <laughs> yeah. Still haven't caught up, you're saying? <laughs> no, not, not on Classic Who. No, I've watched oh, yeah, the episode, but I do need to go and watch it from the start properly. Yeah, there's a well, there's well, in, in some fairness, years there, that's for sure. Yeah, none of us can ever properly catch up because some of it's missing. So that's quite quite a good excuse for uh, you know why you why you haven't been able to watch all of it. You know, um, so yeah, that's interesting. When you're discovering, you know, more. So like, my kids know that Jodie's the Doctor, and if they ever look at any of the DVDs or anything or book, and and they're like, oh, what's this? Oh, it's Doctor Who. It's a man. And they're really confused. Because they, they, you know, the Jodie's the doctor and, and it's a woman. And, and they, my son understands a bit more now, but the twins, the, the girls, they, they, they don't get it at all. So, you know, when they are forced to watch it when they're older, uh, <laughs> they'll have all that to come as well. It's quite interesting, actually. I, I just, um, I just got into Jacks with this one, right? Because I used to have, oh, you can't see it, on, on, on the back of this door right here, I used to have. Uh, I'll say, photo- can I just interrupt, Paul? So yes. I just want to talk, Katie. Paul's hidden his nerd collection out of shot. It is quite impressive. No, so you can see <laughs> Matardis. Look, there's there's Matardis yeah, over there, there. There's more. There's uh, <laughs> there, there is more. Anyway, yeah, it's all work stuff. But Honestly, I was, I, I've got washers. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> but I used but I used to have on on the door behind me uh, a, a photograph of like all the, the modern doctors and uh, and and my kids when they were little, particularly Frey, used to come in and point to them all like, "Who's that? That's Doctor Who. Who's that?" That's Doctor Who. Who's that? And go through them all with the same thing, and then say why they all look different. Ah, now there's a story. You see, and I'll just you know just, yeah, just make yeah. make some sort of stuff sort of stuff up. But because of that, they were more prepared for the whole thing when they sort of mm-hmm. came of age, if you like. And um, Lucy, my eldest, mm-hmm. won't watch it at all. She's terrified of weeping angels. 
whereas Freya does definitely watch it. She really got into it. So I just thought I would uh, I would pop that one right in because uh, it was uh, it's just a story that I had to tell somebody. And as you guys, my captive audience, I thought I'd tell you, I'd share it with you just yeah, like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, just, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that bit about the post. Yeah, I quite yeah, like that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. 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 So I, I, I can um, come out with this stuff on occasion. Yeah, and it's not Doesn't scripted either. No, no. Oh God, no. <laughs> Imagine if it was script. Imagine if this podcast was scripted. Yeah. Jeff. <laughs> the very how, how good would it be? The very idea. <laughs> We're not alone tonight. We're also joined by uh, Ethan, uh, who um, is one of our Twitter friends. Hello, Ethan. Hello. Hi, Ethan. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Uh, it's um, sort of funny to be on one of these things. Like, I've never been on a podcast before, but if I was going to be on a podcast, then what else would I be talking about? So, or in this case, who else? <laughs> Who else? Who? Oh, very good. <laughs> Who else? Who else? <laughs> what other podcast would you need to be on it? They they all start and finish here, my friend. There you go. That's yeah. It. That's very kind of you to say so, Ethan. Yeah. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank, yeah, thank you for joining us. So, yeah. well, I'm I'm just going to dive straight in here. So, um, tell us how how did you discover Doctor Who? Yeah. So, I mean, I've got very. Um, very vague memories of seeing bits of it before I started watching, like, um, because um, I didn't start watching it right as the revival just started, but I've, but I've got vague memories of, say, uh, Slavine, Daleks, Oods on the TV, because my brother and sister mm. were watching it first. Um, but yeah, my first proper episode, though, was uh, Gridlock in Series 3. Uh, so yeah, slightly late. Obviously, I missed the first two episodes of that series. But um, even then, um, well, um, um, well, I mean, that story is, um, in, in my opinion, possibly one of Russell Russell T Davis's best. It's actually pretty mm. underrated, I'd say. Um, like it does such a good job of kind of telling you what these characters are about without seeing the starts of that of that series and. Yeah, I just kept watching ever since, really. Um, well, then, you know, ended up going back and watching the first two series, of course. Then, um, yeah, just kept watching, and I've never stopped. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's taken hold of your life. Um, uh, taken hold, yeah. Um, um, uh, yeah, because, like, because, um, like, suddenly I feel like um, a lot of other friends I had at school who did watch it yeah. at the same time don't um well not a lot of them watch it now um i think even just because i'm i'm i don't know some people just don't really like when when the show changes or they or they just grew up i mean yeah i guess that there is multiple factors when it comes to these things so but yeah uh that brilliant that's how i've gone to it so yeah <laughs> That's fantastic. So, it, it it does make me feel slightly old, though. Again, I'll keep bringing this <laughs> up, I know, because we keep talking to younger people, Jeff. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when, when you talk about, like, early memories of, of uh, you know, stories just before Gridlock, and I think, gosh, I was I was married with kids when those things were going, yeah. going on. <laughs> well, uh, I wasn't quite, so um, I'm not quite as old. But, um, yeah, my, my, my early memory is uh, Peter Davison, you know, bowling with a cricket ball. You know, I, I can remember seeing that on mm. on telly. Um, mm. So yeah, it's you know, in another twenty years, Ethan, when you when you're our age, you know, you might be doing a podcast and talking to people whose earliest memory 
is going to be. You know, <laughs> so when when you saw Gridlock and and um, the episodes after that, what was it about it that you know drew you in? What what kind of captured your imagination? Mm. Mm, I think maybe. Um... It's very, in, it's very in, um, indescribable. Like um, I'd mm. say, um, I think just the scale of it, really, like, and the range you get, really, because every, because every, because every story you get week by week, it's something different. Mm. Uh, it's, it's like it's like you're getting a, a forty-five minute monster movie every week. Um, but they were just such a good thrill about it, especially with series three, because I feel like series three. As a series, you know, in hindsight, I mean, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong, I, I love series one and two, but um, I feel like series three it w- w- was kind of one where I decided to really start getting experimental with what the show could do, mm-hmm. like um, with stories like Human Nature and Family mm-hmm. and Bloods and uh, Blink, yeah. um, um, which I think to this day, Human Nature, Human Nature around Family and Blood, it, it is still one of my favorite stories, mm-hmm. um, just, um, just because it's very interesting to see. Um, um, you know, just um, just 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 the conflicts on 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 kind of both sides. Because obviously, they need the doctor back to save the day. But at the same time, this is mm. a, this is someone who has become you know a, a proper real um, uh, human being. Like, yeah. um, and um, well, even though the, the, even though he'd sort of live on as a doctor, um, he's still kind of you know dying in a way. So. Mm. It, uh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the end of John Smith, and he, he's yeah. such a nice guy. You yeah. sort of don't want him to go, and the Doctor, by in contrast, I don't know, when he comes back as the Doctor, he just seems really harsh, um, yeah. kind of cruel in a way, I think. But yeah, I will say, I feel like he is kind of, you know, the, the scale yeah. and brilliant, but, uh, but also just because you get to know the characters as well, like... Um, but yeah, Martha still stands out as one of my favourite companions to this day. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I feel like you're always gonna, you're always gonna have a bit of bias to your first ones anyway, mm. but still, like, um, um, uh, because you know, when when you look at it in hindsight, like compared to other uh, other companions from the the, the revives era, yeah. like um, her time on the Titans wasn't wasn't so easy sailing. I, I mean, obviously with the whole I'm required to love uh, love thing, but also the fact that, um, I mean, you know, she, um, you know, she. she she spends like the, the the first half half of the series going through quite a few interesting adventures, but then she's mm. um, then in forty two um, um, she has to deal with you know getting sent out into space, yeah. then dealing with with the doctors taken over by the sun, kind mm. of taking taking command of that whole situation. Then in human nature, family of blood, she's the one having to having to be relied on to make sure that the, the doctor's plan yeah. is. Then she gets sent back in, into the past by Weeping Angel um, with, with the Doctor, not, uh, not knowing if she's going to be able to get back to her in time. And um, and then um, and then in the finale, she, um, she ended up having to spend a whole year walking the Earth mm. to try and put everything right with what, what the Master did. Like, mm. uh, which you know stuff like that is is reason why um, I always feel a bit yeah. sad whenever people rank her lower because she yeah. went through a lot of stuff in that series. But um, but she kept going. Like yeah, she she's a very strong character. But yeah, I feel like I could spend I could spend a long time answering this, this question. But I, <laughs> it's all right. I, Go for it. <laughs> I, 
I hope that's answered it. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. I, I love that. I, I think it's a good point because we don't we don't hear a lot of fan talk about Martha. It's it's no. there. It's it's always bubbling around, and it's usually quite positive. This slightly relates to one, one of the questions that, that, that I think is lined mm. up later. But um, I really love how, I don't know if you, you two have heard it, but the big finish story of her they released late last year, um, um, you know, the year of Martha Jones. Um, yeah, yeah. I really love how much it delves into the, the idea of how stories are important to us. Mm. And, you know, rather than um, uh, commit major acts of, the violence in, in the name of the doctor she just went around around the world's telling stories which obviously we um we, we know in the end worked but um it's funny though because obviously it, it was written and recorded um pre-covid but it still felt very relatable to mm-hmm. i think what a lot of us went through with the pandemic obviously we kind of consumed a lot of media to kind of um try and keep us going uh so um yeah like um uh it it's kind of amazing um um how relatable that um that side of it felt in a way that i, I never thought about before that story so yeah interesting <laughs> yeah. um, um but anyway yeah i might talk about that one a bit later though when it comes to the big <laughs> yeah yeah i um i mentioned to to paul recently i've got that set the martha one i haven't listened to it yet but um it's, it's one of a a number that's uh piling up that I need to get get my ears <laughs> around um but yeah I, I always liked Martha um mm. and, and uh, yeah she she is a great companion and, and you're right you know there, there is uh there is love for her out there but it's you know it's not kind of as as um vocal as you know what you get for Rose and things which is well, mm, mm, well yeah like don't get me wrong um I do love Rose but I've um, I remember a lot of people being sour on Martha just just because they they yeah. just because they were still sad about it. yeah Rose leaving. And well, as much as I do really love series three, I do kind of wish um, that the Doctor uh, wasn't as hung mm. up on Rose because mm. I feel like that kind of um, distracts a bit from mm. Martha's character. But yeah, I'm glad that she's she's had um, you know. Yeah. More love since then, so I'm, I'm hoping that um, now Freeman's come back and done big finish. She'll do a set with Tennant, mm. and then you'll have done um, audios with Billy and Catherine. Um, um, yeah, yeah, that, um, that's what I'm hoping for as well. I'm still waiting yeah. for it to happen. Yeah, no, no sign of it yet, but you know, surely um, they must do it. And I feel like with Russell coming back as Sharon, I feel like she's one of the very few companions I'd actually yeah. want to return. Um, um, just because I feel like you know Rose and Donna kind of already had um, their endings, mm. whereas Martha, with Martha, still room for more. I'd say so. Yeah, do you know what? I'm yeah I'm with you on that. Yeah, mm. I think you know Rose has obviously gone off to the um, parallel universe, and that's carried on in some of the the Titan comics and that um, mm. uh, Big Finish series. And and but you know for all intents and purposes, her her story is, is done with, within the show. And, and I think if Donna came back, it would have to be a really good reason to kind of undo yeah. at, at the end of her yeah. you know, yeah. story. But yeah, Martha, was, she went on to do Torchwood and, you know, join that. And then, uh, you know, was, was married to, um, you know, Mickey and, you know, like an independent alien fighting yes. team or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's had more, you know, more kind of, you know life and story within it so yeah you know you yeah. could you could see her being someone that you know perhaps we we co- go back to mm. in 
you know, 20 so, years like Sarah Jane was in, mm-hmm. in school reunion or something. So how did you discover Doctor Who in, in the first place? So I think I was about six. I think, yeah, six, five or six. It was a school friend, if I remember correctly, yeah. that got me into it. Um, I think I got him with David Tennant. He was like my doctor growing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and I do partially remember watching Aliens of London. Oh like a, I think he was. I think he was like a. I think he was a rerun of it. Yeah, right. But like, I partially remember watching that like a really young age, and then I just fell in love with the show and have Brilliant. ever since and never given up. Yeah. So was your was your school friend? Were they a really big Doctor Who fan? And they said, oh oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. He had he had he actually built his own TARDIS. Like, no, him, really. Family built his own TARDIS, and I went over yeah. his house. And it, I think. From what I can remember, it was like full of his Doctor Who figures. It was oh, so proper life-size TARDIS. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, man, I'd quite like to have a TARDIS in the garden. I'd love a TARDIS in the garden. Yeah, oh, yeah that'd be cool. Yeah, very that'd be cool. really cool. I mean, be better if it was actually a proper TARDIS rather than yeah. I really want a TARDIS now because I really want. <laughs> To get to when Legend of the Sea Devils airs. Oh, there's <laughs> not long to wait now. I, I I thought, yeah, it's only next month, isn't it? Yeah, it's only going to be yeah about a month maybe. I thought you were yeah. going to say you you wanted to have a TARDIS so you could jump forward in time when uh, you know pandemic was over and you know there was no war and stuff. Oh yeah, no. I but, but you chose lots. the more important going more for important. the Sea Devils. Yeah, you might have to go further forward in time for to find that kind of utopia that just Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. When, when you go to utopia, it doesn't really end very well, does it? If you remember uh, series three of Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's brought it back on topic. Look at that. Yeah, man. look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, what's what's your um, experience with Big Finish audios, and and do you listen to many of them? Um, no, and I've never listened to any of them. <gasps> Not a single right. one, really? Wow. And I'll tell you why. It's because I'll listen to podcasts every now and again, but I find it really hard when there's nothing to actually see, and I don't know why. Mm. It's just something weird about me. <laughs> no, just... do you know what? You're not alone with that. We we just spoke to Millie McKenzie, didn't we, Paul? The, the yes. girl who does all the clay models that you might have seen oh, online. Yeah. I have, yeah. Brilliant stuff, and and she said she's listened to a few big finishes, but yeah, like you, she she finds it hard to to only hear, you know, mm. and, and not see the things, and um, you know, but Paul and I, you know, like I can't listen to them when I'm at work, partly because I use a lot of audio within what I'm doing at work, so I can't have mm. you know a story coming at me whilst trying to you know manage <laughs> audio, but I can't I can't concentrate on the work with that going on even if i wasn't using audio so i listen to it most of the time when i'm in the car or you know mm. someone's in, in you know i'm sitting down for bed so you know i kind of have to be doing something semi you know mindless so i can concentrate on it and and you're kind of the same aren't you paul i am yeah exactly the same yeah, I, mind, I, mindless. I have been yeah. <laughs> totally mindless yeah 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 but weirdly when i'm driving it's fine which, which is quite worrying isn't it <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> but we we um we went to Leicester, didn't we? A couple of weeks ago for work together, and we we drove up separately, but we were both listening to um spare parts, spare parts. Uh, yeah. for one of our podcasts. And then when, when we got got together, we were like, "Which which episode are you up to?" But I've I've got two left to go, and I think you to, you had three or something, didn't you? So we we were kind of mm-hmm. uh, you know competing on it. But yeah, there's um. Do you know what? As a as a big tenant fan, you you know you should check out the Tenth Doctor Adventures. They they're really good. Um, and and the, there's two sets with uh, Donna and one with Rose, and they they're just brilliant. They they really feel like you know they've just been lifted straight from that that era of the show. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. Give it a go. Yeah, they yeah. might. You never know. The uh, the first um the first I'll tell you, I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you what you need to do actually <laughs> right you need to um what was it your friend did forced you to watch yeah. so we should force you to listen right <laughs> and you'll forever be like yay yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. I, yeah i'll um i'll recommend one um and you should listen to it and then we'll do a podcast Forcefully about it and you should recommend. listen as well paul yeah 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 um at, at mike at mike point do it um because you haven't listened to them either have you i haven't no i've just listened to i'm no. looking i can't remember what it's called the one he did with tom baker that one out of time part one oh out, out of time yeah yeah but david tennant has yeah. been a regular Absolutely. on big finish even before he was a doctor he was in lots of different bit parts here and there and he was really good yeah, you know, was, in, yeah. in all those things. He did lots of different voices and characters and little tiny parts where they sort of uh, oh, we, we need someone to be on to do this voice. Like, um, where's Tennant? Oi, Tennant, get in here, mate. We need your voice. <laughs> oh, yeah, great, great, great stuff. Yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Like, he was desperate for work or something. You know, and I like treating him. I don't know, I just made that bit up. But Experience with Doctor Who books. Um, honestly, I've only just recently started getting into them. I'm Ooh. in my collection now, which is pretty dire, pretty bad. Um, but I've <laughs> just got the uh, <laughs> I've just got the Time Lord Fairy Tale book, which I Ooh. absolutely love. Is um, it good? I've got that on audio. I haven't listened to all of it. Oh, it's really good. So I haven't really got any of like the main series of books, if you like. But I've kind yeah. of got the odd random ones, like the Encyclopedia or the Annuals or the Time Lord Fairy Tales, or I've got mm. the Ruby's Curse as well by Alex Hinkster, which I really, really love. And, yeah, um, did you enjoy it? Because, uh, yeah, I read that, and, and I must admit, I did like it, but I, I'm not a massive River fan, so I would sort of go from really enjoying it to being quite annoyed by it and then enjoying it, so... <laughs> Well, you're wrong, yeah. Jeff. But it's okay. yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong, Jeff. <laughs> but it Jeff it was wrong. clever, wasn't it? The the um the yeah. sort of book within a book structure of it was mm. it was good. Um and and yeah. so yeah, I, I I did like it, even if she's not my favourite you know character. Mm. Um yeah, you should check that one out, Paul as well. It's coming out on paperback soon, I think. Was it called Santa yeah. Ruby's Curse or something? Was it Ruby what? Yeah. Yeah, that's Ruby's it. Curse. Yeah. Did, did she write it herself? Yeah. Did she remember uh, what's the name again? Alex, Alex, Alex Kingston. Did she yeah. write it? Alex Kingston. Yeah, she did write it. Oh yeah, I'll look out for that one. Yeah, it's lovely, marvelous. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> and it's all my other books. Yeah, Paul, that that just expands all the time and yeah. uh, and never sort of goes down, does it? So, which which other ones have you read? Um, what else is over there? Oh, I'm in the middle of, um, it's downstairs at the minute, but it's, I don't think it was written, no, it wasn't written by Alice Kingston, but it's like Rivers stories that we haven't seen on screen. Oh, interesting. I can't remember, oh, yes. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. 
I'm in the middle of it. It might be river stories in brackets that we haven't seen on screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's better than the title it is now, I'm sure, but yeah, it's something like that. I'm sure fans listening will know what it is, but... Is it? It's not Diary of River Song. Is it? That's the audio series, I think. The, the draw oh, from Big be. Finish. It could be. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, there's we, we talked about this one before, but um, at Childhood's End, which is a Thirteenth Doctor story written by uh, Sophie Aldred, who played Ace. Um, that's a really good one. Uh, the Seventh Doctor's in it as well, isn't he, Paul? It kind of it jumps yeah. between like now and and the past. It's that one, the legends of the River legend Song. Of the river there you song. go. That's the one it is. That's it. it just it, it came to you, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the Who books are, are are really good, but you know, like the audios, there's so many of them, and uh, you know, it, it can be a bit kind of daunting when you first look at it, and yeah. you know, see see all this stuff, particularly with like Target novels as well. So you know, it's uh, yeah, not not everyone has kind of dived into it. Uh, really, which which is you know it's understandable, isn't it? Ethan, how much how much big finish have you got into? We we've talked about this a bit on the podcast, and it's um you know it's huge, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so big finish. I only got into a few years ago, really. Um, I think my first big finish was it was the first volume of the of the Tenth Doctor Adventures. Yeah. Um, um, and I just get you know I just got so you know, so much. Mm nostalgia and goosebumps just hearing you know david Tennant and Catherine tate's voices i think as a characters again but they were it was so good wasn't it have you listened to that set paul why do you keep asking me that you know i haven't it's so good isn't it, Ethan? They're, they're just brilliant and that first story with um what's the aliens calling it the techno something isn't it um the, yeah the story was technophobia and i believe I believe the, the aliens are called the Cognoscenti. Oh, the Cognoscenti, that's it, um, yeah. But, um, um, but, but yeah, like, I, I feel like with, with their performances, they jump um, straight back in um, mm. um, as if they never left the show. Um, yeah. 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 And each of those stories uh, it felt like you could have seen it on screen, and, mm. and particularly in the set with Billy, there's a story called the um, Infamy of the, the Zaros, I think. Oh, I love that one! Yeah. It's <laughs> such a classic RTD idea when, when the little um, um twist is revealed. I was like, oh my yeah, God, um, that's so good. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I think that story had one of one of one of my favorite rose moments and it's not even in the actual show yeah. um it's it's the, it's the bit at the end where she ha- where she has a word with um i think the character was called karen uh karen's mum kind of um telling her to kind of you know you know basically to to, to appreciate her her daughter more because um, yeah because she actually helps um save the world um i just really love that so um so yeah so yeah i listened to that volume I've not heard volume three, which um, which was um, another one with, with Catherine Zay, but I'll um, um, I, but I'll, I'll look at that. I'm going to um, say that's that's probably the best set, really. Um, again, really? The, yeah, the first episode is quite a first story is sort of um, 
a bit of a riff on like most haunted and, and reality shows and it and it's got um Wilf and um uh, Donna's oh, mum in it. And, um, but it but it's quite spooky. I, I'm quite partial to a bit of spooky who um <laughs> And, and it's really good. Um, and then there's one set in London, which is with um, kind of this fog everywhere. Um, yeah. And, and um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what the, what the other story is, but that I remember thinking that was a, it was a really good set, that one. Uh, but to be honest, all, all three of those box sets were really good. So I'm still holding out for a, a Martha and Tennant one. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, aside from that, well, I mean, that, that I mean, well, there's quite a few other type of Doctor ones I listen to. So I've listened to um, Dalek Universe, which I loved a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, um, that and the first um, um, the first um, one throughout the time, the one with Tom Baker. Um, um, oh, I've got that one. I've done that I've, one. Yeah, like, I've got that. I, I really love both of those because I feel like they work very yeah. well as an extension to the time of the specials really because mm. you, you do kind of get a sense of of of, of the um of what stage um of his life the the doctor's in yeah. really. um um so at some point i do i do want to rewatch the 2009 specials um along with listening to those um yeah um and and yeah, in the out of time one, I really loved the reference to um, well, how you know the you know, the fourth doctor mentioned Sarah Jane, and I'm I'm was like um, ah yeah, um, I went I went to I went to her wedding recently. That series is out soon, isn't it? That's um, um, he's with the sixth doctor in that thing, isn't he? Yeah, the cover for that looks beautiful. Looks yeah, beautiful. do you know? What? Um, all of the artwork on Big Finish stuff in the last couple of years really has just good. been exceptional. Yeah. It's got better and better. Um, yeah, so I need to catch up with those two at some point. I've listened to the first two volumes of mm. the Night Doctor Adventures, um, um, and I, I just started Volume Three. I'm I'm yeah. um, I'm a bit behind because I know Volume Four has just come out, so I need to catch up on those um, and. Uh, um, 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 and I think what's great about those is you can read, um, you get a sense in Chris's voice how much yeah. he's actually having being back in the role, which which is nice considering like how much he actually distanced mm. himself from the mm. show for quite a long time. Yeah, I, I thought exactly the same thing in in his in the first box set. You you mm. could tell he was enjoying it, and the fact that he's he's agreed to go back for a second series. You know, shows that he was having. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Only thing that that annoys me, um, that 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 annoys me though, is the fact that um, the that some of the aliens in in the first volume are um are are known as Ravagers, and then in Flux we get Ah, confusing us with your weird Doctor Who continuity <laughs> errors. <laughs> but um, no, we haven't got enough of them to put up with over the years. <laughs> but um, but yeah, whatever. I'll just yeah, uh, just go with it, Daniel. Um, so yeah, listen to those. Um, and I was obviously mm. I was talking about the year of Martha Jones. Yeah, 
which I've really, I've really enjoyed that one, and I really hope they do, um, um, they do another set for that because, mm-hmm. um, um, because I feel like with that, um, with that time period where it's the year of Marvel Walking the Earth, I feel like there's quite a lot of room for stuff to do. Yeah, um, a lot of stories um, to be told for that time period. And as I said before, like I've, um, I've got a love, lot of love for Martha's character, so I'm happy for them to do more of that. I've also heard the first volume of, well, not not the first volume. I've, I've heard one of the episodes of the Dimension Canon because it was free with an issue of Doctor Who magazine. Yeah, yeah. Um, 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 which yeah, um, which yeah. I I enjoyed that one because you know, um, it um it. It had a very similar vibe to Turn Left, which I'm mm-hmm. sure was the, in- was the intention because it was kind of exploring alternate universes that were collapsing, yeah. and it just felt very organic with well, how you know, with you know Russell's era in terms of the fact that it's all about, um, you know, um, it's focusing on these characters and how mm-hmm. these characters react to these extraordinary situations um, on a very human level. Um, uh, um, I'm trying to get one else to listen to. Uh, I've heard the one of one of one of the River Song ones, the one where she teams up with uh, Missia. Um, I, I think that, that, uh, I thought that one was very fascinating. I haven't listened um, to, to, um, to listen to. Yeah, just because you know both 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 of them as characters have very strong personalities. Mm. It, it is a shame that they never actually met in the actual shows. Mm. This was the next best thing, um, and. And yeah, uh, more recently I listened to um, the Chimes of Midnight, which is an eight Doctor <gasps> story. Yes, um, that's which, one um, of my ultimate favourites. Yeah, which I was recommended um, yeah. but, um, by a friend, and yeah, yeah, that one was yeah, that one was really cool. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have jokes saying that you can make a um, drinking game out of it. So um, <laughs> um, take. Um, um, take a shot every time they talk about um, plum pudding, or I think it's plum pudding, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like um, Christmas, really Christmas without it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm wondering if if there's anything I've missed. I feel like I've gone over quite a lot of them. Oh, 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 um, oh then the, then there's the the, the, the Tap Doctor and River Song Adventures, which um, I thought I thought cool, but I, I, yeah. Uh, um, I thought that um, I think there's better stuff out there in Big Finish, but that's yeah, just, yeah, it was yeah. good. Um, but I don't think I'd go back and re-listen to it. I, I liked the ghost oh, one. Yeah, um, I, I thought the first story where um, the Fifth Doctor makes an appearance was kind of a bit silly, um, but not in a good way. Um, yeah, it was that was that was out of all of the ones with with Tennant. I was a bit like, eh. It was it was nothing amazing. Whereas like Darnick Darling um, was was really good. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested to see. I mean, you know, if um, Jodie eventually does big finish, if they'll find a way for River Song to meet her. Mm. <laughs> um, <'cause, laughs> Have you read? Um, so this, this is, this is what, what, what we in the industry would call uh, a little bit of a link. But um, talking of books, have you read Ruby's Curse, which is written by Alex Kingston? 
Um, I haven't yet, but um, I think I think I've heard some good things about it. So I can't remember. Mm, um, it, have you read um, there is a there is a bit with um, thirteen in it very briefly. Um, I won't spoil anything, um, but uh, yeah, I would I would say if when Jody does big finish, I, I would be um, I will be knocking on their door for a series of stories of just her and Yaz. Um, but I think it would be inevitable that they do something with River. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I feel like the only way they could do that is, well, cause obviously in the Husbands of River Song, River only knows about the Doctor's first 12 phases, in, including the War Doctor. So I think it, it'd have to be, it'd have to take place during her her 24-year night with 12 mm -hmm. on Drillium, where sometimes she'll sneak off to go on, on adventures with um, other Doctors, like, say, Jodie's. Yeah. Like, um, um, like, I feel like... That, um, that's that's the only way they could do it, but um, well, I so, think yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I think in this book, she she's imprisoned in Storm Cage, and she's writing a Melody Malone, and it sort of jumps between like you know that book that you're reading and and her sort of real world adventure, as it were, and then it all starts to sort of blend in together, and then there's a bit where I think she. She reaches out to the doctor and, and is a bit surprised that it's a woman. That's so that's I think that's what happened in it. Yeah. So it was it was a good book. Right. I think your enjoyment of it would depend a lot on your liking of River Song. Um, but it, it's nice to have uh, you know actors from the show writing books like um, you know Sophie yeah. Aldrin yeah. at Childhood's End. Um, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I listened to the audiobook of, of Charles's End, and, yeah. and yeah, like, um, it was, it was a very interesting story to listen to because at the time, mm. um, I'd only just started, well, um, I mean, at the time, I'd only recently started watching Classic Who, um, and I think, I, as I mentioned before, I started off with, with Sylvester's era, so, um, um, and I'd watched all that, so by the time I, I listened to, to my childhood's end, um, you know, um, Ace's time on the show was still kind of fresh in the mind, so it was kind of very interesting to kind of um, hear that story. Um, I do love kind of how she kind of brings up the kind of, you know, previous conflicts mm. uh, that Ace had with the, with, with the Doctor. And also that scene where, you know, um her and yaz are, are, are on like are on, on like a, on like a roof terrace um talking and she kind of compares her experiences to um yaz's and and uh, um discuss the 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 imperfections of, of the doctor mm. was, was pretty fascinating um and um with, with sophie Aldred reading it um i really liked her impression of um jody i thought that was um the uh, that uh, that was pretty cool. Um, I just haven't listened to that. I've, I, I read the book, but I haven't listened to the audio. Yeah, I haven't listened to the audio. Voices. Um, have you... Sorry, uh, I was, gonna, I was Jeff. Did, did you say you'd listen to the audio book? No, no, I've I've read it, but I haven't listened oh, right. to the audio. Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like I'd quite like to now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's selling it to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a great story, anyway, aren't it? Yeah, you know, it, it was really good. Yeah. I wish it could have been adapted into a story as um, part of the show. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
I guess there's time someday if they if if they want to adapt it with with a fourteenth Doctor instead or whatever. But um, but yeah, I really like that one. So, mm. um, but what I'm wondering though is because we're having the tenth Doctor big finish um, adventures where where he goes back and see all these um, class companions, but mm. one of them's Ace. So it's like. Um, is there going to be no reference to at Charles's end? Is this going to be like an alternate timeline yeah. where she meets where um, um, where where she meets him instead mm. of first? Um, I mean, which to be fair, like if it if it's done well, then I can I can accept it as its own thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I always think it's quite complex him. with the seventh Doctor and Ace because they've got so many narrative continuities from from the series you know there's i was also in mind with um this comic here ground zero don't know if you've ever seen that one no that's um, really um, I know. yeah that that gives um that gives a kind of a, a closure should we say to ace and the seventh doctor but then we also get things uh, like, uh, you know, we get the new adventures where there's, a, again, yeah. a, another narrative. It sort of ties into the comics, but doesn't really. And then you get then, then you get the, um, uh, what's it, the, the Death Comes to Time audio from the early 2000s, you know, mm. which again had another narrative for Ace and how she finishes up. And what's quite interesting is I think there's, there's sort of references to that in At Childhood's End. You know all those different possibilities, all those different mm. you know um, things that could have happened to Ace, and I think they're sort of referenced though, those you know those things there. But I I would love to think that the Ace we meet in at Childhood's End is the real Ace, if you know yeah, what I mean, the Ace that we yeah. saw at the end of Survival, walking yeah. away hand in hand um, with the Doctor. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I like to think that as well, but I think mainly just because it's come mm. from. Sophie Aldred, so it feels like it should be the the right one. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I guess we'll see we'll see how it goes with the temp. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Sophie's another person I'd I'd love to come back into Doctor Who, mm -hmm. and I think the the door would seem to be wide open, especially from that trailer that that she did for yeah. was it series twenty four or twenty four, one of the two, wasn't it? Um, twenty six. Twenty three. Twenty six. Yeah. There you go. Um. Yeah. Um. Um. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, of all the classic companions so far, um, mm. um, well, she, 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 she's either my favorite or she's up there. I mean, it, it, yeah. um, it is kind of hard to say when there's still Sarah Jane as well, but, um, um, but it's it's you know all the companions are great. I I think yeah. they're all different characters, and yeah. you know all all the actors have been able to do something with them, mm. and all the writers. Uh, to better or, or you know to a greater or lesser extent have, have done things with them some haven't seemed to but you know mm. it's one of the things that big finish seems to be able to put right and that the novels and the comics also kind of are able to sort of grow with you know we, we were talking about mel this morning i think weren't we where mm. she has a, a good life in, in big finish a lot of character development that we didn't see on the tv they've, they've yeah. got so much more time haven't they to, to yeah exactly yeah, and, yeah. You know, um, can do these things yeah um um yeah i have heard about that like um i mean yeah I, i've i've seen her in season 24 i've not seen trials mm. yet but you know i thought she was she was a nice addition she, um she shouldn't really stand out as a favorite but it's it's nice to hear that a big finish seems to have done mm. her justice mm. um and um i think when it comes out i'll probably get 
um, the mind of Hodiak. Um, yeah, I'm interested. Um, that's um, a isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, it uh, is. Just for the fact that it's technically Russell T. Davis's first Doctor Who. Mm. I know, yeah, there's yeah. a value to that, isn't there? <laughs> Sitting in a drawer somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting what you're saying about Ace, though, because um, when um, I, I watched Remembrance of the Daleks, I mean, I've seen it tons of times, obviously, but I, I introduced Freya, who's been on this podcast with us, you know, my daughter yeah. to it. Uh, a couple of years back, and she'd never seen any any Seventh Doctor in this, in, you know. And I said, oh, you, you love Ace, you, you love Ace, you'd be great. She goes, all right, yeah, go on, I'll watch it. And she watched it, and, and yeah, she did. She really, really loved Ace, and particularly the classic bit where she beats up a Dalek with a baseball bat. Mm. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, that bit obviously is, um, is iconic, but... Yeah, um, and the rocket launcher um, but, as well. Yeah, yeah, but... The moment that I that I um, that I, I knew I was, I was going yeah. to love Ace, um, well, because um, I watched the stories in order. Um, was it was a bit in Dragonfire where there's that rude customer. Um, so she decides oh, to, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to stir her over and um, pour a milkshake all over. Um, Tips it all over her head. Yeah, <laughs> we'd um, all love to do that. We've all done jobs <laughs> where we just need to do that. And she does it. She doesn't care. Brilliant. So, do you listen to many Big Finish audios? And and you know, have you got any favourites in there? Yeah, I do. I love Big Finish. I think it's a great way of like expanding on things that the show couldn't because of maybe budget or time or something. But yeah, yeah I love Big Finish. Um, I think my favourite story has to be has to be. Hang on. I've got a poster up here. Ta-da. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> spare parts. Oh. I love spare parts. It's such a good story. Yeah. Did you uh, did you listen to our podcast on spare parts? Haven't yet. So I will. We'll, we'll I talking. promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we enjoyed going back. Yeah, to it's, it's... We? yeah we did. I couldn't believe it's, it's a... like twenty years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really good story. You know, mm. like. I would love to see it on screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, like that's... Ha- like a Halloween it. special, maybe. So many of the, the audios, you know, you, you can picture them so vividly in your head and, and think, oh, yeah, I'd love to see this on screen one day. And obviously, maybe two or three of them have sort of been adapted, haven't they? Like Human Nature and stuff. Um, that was, was that audio? Novel. That was a novel. I was going to say that was a novel, wasn't it? It was a um, novel. Yeah. I think Spare Parts kind of was where you had Rise of the Cybermen, Age of Steel, and Spare Parts Mm. was like kind of based on it. The the kernel Um, of inspiration for it. Yeah, Yeah, because we we talked about that, didn't we, on the podcast, Paul, and we, it wasn't kind of glaring similarities but but there was bits that you could see where the kind of inspiration had had come from it, you know, um, and and, uh, Yeah, who was the writer of Rise of Simon. Is it Tom McRae, was it? I think so, yeah. Was it Tom McRae? I, either way, he, he kind of went off and did his own thing, didn't he? I think I yeah. think the idea was that, you know, well, let's do something like Spare Parts, have a listen to this, and I think, yeah, he listened to it and then went off and sort of had it in his head, but it went off in a different direction. I don't know how true that is. It could be complete nonsense, what I read off the internet. But um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. 
to if you listen to um any of the Tenth Doctor or Ninth Doctor adventures that they put out. No, I'd love to listen to some of the Ninth Doctor ones. Mm. Um, definitely the Cybermen ones because Cybermen are my favourite ones. Is are they? Um, yeah. Have you seen I behind him, Jeff? Have a look at this. It shows what you got behind you, James. Oh wow! That is life size Ashad. Yeah, That's the I love his... thing you want at the bottom of your stairs when you come down for a glass of milk at night, is it? <laughs> no, no. Well, he was he was such a terrifying Cyberman. Really? Yeah, good. yeah. yeah it was it was that um, you know the, the 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 human aspect in him that was so kind of prominent. I think that that made him so scary. Mm-hmm. You know, to, just to, and, and the worst aspects of humanity. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he actually wanted to be a Cyberman. And yeah. Like he was actually he was actually a psychopath. It wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like um mm. the like it wasn't him not being half converted that drove him to be really psychopathic. He was already yeah, yeah. A psychopath. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, the, the Ninth Doctor audios are, are really good. I, I've just been listening to some of the third set this week, um, and uh, the first story in it, uh, I think it's called the Hunting Party. It, it's quite, um, it's sort of a bit, bit creepy. It's kind of set in a, in an old uh, sort of mansion, and, and these these uh, aliens, these creatures, are sort of storming the the house. And and they're going flash, flash, uh, but then when you discover a bit more, actually it ends up being sort of it, it, slightly funny, and it kind of twists on it a little bit. Um, it was it was really good. It felt very kind of of the of the time. Um, so yeah, I, I was enjoying that one. But um, enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah. But um, I haven't listened to the rest of the set yet because uh, I haven't had the time for it. <laughs> I've got to get on it. <laughs> That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, an- another thing that uh, there's just never enough time for it is is all the books. So, James, you, are you a big Who book reader? No, I tend to listen to audiobooks. Mm, right. But I guess it's is in a book form anyway. But yeah, yeah, like I'm currently listening to At Childhood's End. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that one. Hmm. I still haven't finished it. I've had it for like a year, but uh, <laughs> I absolutely love it. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Like, if Sophie's. Um, I just would love to see that on screen. Yeah. Have you read oh, that? Oh, yeah, one, she's Paul? really good. I love Sophie. I have read it. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I really loved it. I haven't, um, I haven't listened good, yeah. to the audio book of it. But I know Sophie Aldred is a master storyteller and narrator anyway. I'm sure she's brilliant. I, I might just get it just for the sake of that, actually, because, yeah. you know, Sophie's great, in, in my opinion. She's uh, she's fabulous, in fact. So anything she does is pure gold. Yeah. yeah. So someone else told us that it was that her audio version of it was really good. And, yeah, I thought, well, maybe I'll give that a go at some point. So, yeah, I might, I might add that to the list. So, so um, behind you there, then you've you've got a giant Ashad uh, cutout, which is <laughs> awesome. Uh, and do you know what? In my loft somewhere, I think I've still got it. Is a is a near life size TARDIS cutout, just a you know a panel one like Ooh, that, not, not cool. a four you know four walled one. You can um, stick it on front on the front of a box and put it yeah. in the garden. Yeah. So it'd be your TARDIS shed. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't last long in the rain, would it? Do that. Um, what what else does your collection consist of? Now I know something that you've got that that Paul hasn't seen. Oh, oh! I'm getting excited. Go on, tell us what is it? What is it? 
What do I have? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> so James has quickly. He's oh, he's gone James into a cupboard of goodies. His chair, goes into a cupboard of goodies and returns with a device. It's a Sonic. Not just any it, Sonic. The rubber toe. It's the it's the thirteenth Doctor's Sonic, the rubber toe replica version. Um, and I, I had a bit of a, a spin with it at Comic-Con. Um, it's, well, it's made out of yeah, metal, it's isn't really it? Good. Uh, it's really heavy, um, and it's really, really it? cool. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think because I've like, had it a little bit now, it's like it's not as heavy, but like when, you, when I first had it, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, what is yeah, this, you, a car? You, <laughs> you don't expect it to, uh, <laughs> to weigh that, do you? So it, it, um, it cost a pretty penny, but it, it was worth it, wasn't it? And um, I must admit, yeah. when I saw them... Oh, definitely. It, I saw them go up for pre-order, mm. and I was like, "Oh, that's that's interesting." And um, I know the the guy had the guy had put a picture on Instagram saying he was making the last few of them, and and they were still a few Fuck available yeah. to order. Um, and I looked it up, so and I saw the price. And, yeah, the, is it three hundred of them, maybe? And um, I saw the price, and I was yeah, like, "About three hundred, yeah." yeah. Um, that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what, uh, what else have you got in your? <laughs> what else have you got in your collection? Well, um, I have like, um, I'll bring them over now. I've got the collection. James reaches um, under the stairs. <laughs> I've got the collection DVDs. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the, um, in yeah. the standard edition. So, oh, yes, I like, thought all they the a little bit different. In standard edition mm. of all of those. And I really can't wait to complete it all and then just kind of watch all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Be, so, yeah. Have, you, have you not watched any of them yet? Then, um, unfortunately, I kind of like some of them um, yeah. as kind of like isolated yeah. things. But you know, like I really can't wait to just kind of yeah go through all the classic on like actual TV on Ooh, a DVD. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I guess that. like the first and sorry, I guess the kind of the first and second doctors. Era will come out last, don't you think? Because of like yeah, missing stories possibly. and stuff. Maybe. Mm. I think. I think it's so like we're overdue a, a black and white collection, yeah. collection box. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if they're um deliberately not putting any out yet because they. I don't know. I think maybe it won't sell as much. Or like James said, you know, they're yeah, incomplete. No. Um, <laughs> but if yeah, you think, I, I mean, you, you could they could release the whole of Hartnell's first series, you know, the, the very first series from An Earthly Child to the end of Reign of Terror. Because I think it's pretty much, oh no, we haven't got Marco Polo, have we? No. Who's that missing? So if if, um, if we ever get Marco Polo animated, that would do the job. Yeah. Or if, um, if Jeff decides to give the film cans back to the BBC <laughs> that he's been sitting on. <laughs> Then we'd, yeah, we'd all we'd all benefit from that. I haven't got a chair here. I'm sitting on the uh, the cans. Yeah, <laughs> you're sitting on the film cans of Marco yeah. Polo well, and the abominable well, snowman. Yeah, yeah, because they're stopping the animations, aren't they? But I wonder if someone might know, you know, pick a, that up. And uh, I'm sure someone will pick them up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, be interesting to see what what happens with with all of that. <laughs> Uh, that's been brilliant talking to uh, other fans about how they discovered the show. I, I always like hearing people's Doctor Who yeah. origin stories. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that. And there's uh, some big finish love as well, some stuff mm. worth checking out there. So um, 
we'll have another Meet the Whovians episode soon. Yeah. Um, we, we've got some more topics to cover. We, in fact, we talked about so much with each of these three guys <laughs> that uh, <laughs> it's made a couple of uh, we got we got days out. worth of recordings yeah, got, in there, those, which is good. There's no bad thing. Minus to the end of eternity and yeah, still not scratch yeah. a surface. <laughs> That's like so if, bit of an if you're listening um, and you'd like to take part in an upcoming Meet the Hooves let episode, us know. Yes. Yeah, let us know, tweet us Please or DM do. us. Um, but we'll see you uh, on our next episode soon. See you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>